0: Shavala is the old usual word for horseshoe. It was given to this face of the planet because the landmasses resembled a large horseshoe from above. Now we go to a part of the world that isn't on those landmasses, and there probably aren't horses. There might not even be shoes. Who knows what awaits us in the not-yet-named world that lie beneath the waves. Welcome to Questopedia, a character and world building podcast. I'm Brian Perry.
1: I'm Houston Bobley,
0: and I am Jake Bush. Um, and we're we're breaking new ground, but not ground because it's underwater. I guess there's ground underwater. Oh, I see what you ground. did there. Um, yeah, we're in a new region. Up until this point, we've kind of just been bouncing around the map and kind of saying, "Oh, let's do that one. Let's do that one." Um, but this this is our first time.
1: We were just flooding with too many ideas and we had to pour it all out on our into the ocean
0: and now We are going to swim in it Great! What we're gonna do this is gonna be a little bit different We're still gonna do characters, but that's not gonna be the main focus It's gonna be more about like world building and establishing what's going on in this underwater world Um, We're gonna kind of treat the entire Ocean that's like in the middle of the horseshoe or maybe on the outside near the storm walls We haven't actually discussed Oh, uh, uh, basically everything that is in the spoilers. water is going to be one nation. Mining includes. Mining oh, okay. includes. Cool. I wondered. Sides. I wondered if someone might, which is why I wasn't uh, blocking it off in this intro. So what we're going to do is each of us is, has been uh, or had chosen or been assigned uh, a portion of the ocean, and we split it up based on the the nations that exist on the surface. So there's sort of the the left side, the link side, the wreck side on the right, and then the unclaimed territories in the middle. Houston, you're on the left. I'm on the right. And Jake, you're in the middle. Is that right? I ran. Okay, perfect. Just double checking because I didn't see your messages until right before we started recording. <laughs> <Noss>. <laughs> but I prepared all my stuff in a way that it didn't matter which side I had. So, ah, okay, cool. Um, and then what we're going to do, we're going to roll like we always do. But instead of having that determine any kind of like success in a quest or whatever, it's just going to determine which one of our cities is going to be the capital of This underwater nation, which brings me to the actual world building prompt is what what is this nation going to be called? And
1: uh, I thought about a list, but I haven't actually put it together. So are we treating this as we have we're each creating three different states of one nation. So they do have to be tied to each other. I think so. Okay,
0: unless we want to start with the role, because the role would also determine like how unified the the underwater nation is. If we rolled really low, we could say, oh, it's actually, they're actually separate nations. I don't know. We can do whatever we want. There's no rules for yeah, this podcast.
1: I, I think I built mine in mind of it is kind of separate. I can adapt that real easily, but like, it would it would be nice to know that beforehand, kind of what we're all about. Yeah.
2: Okay. Mine also, uh, I mean, it doesn't all... Same thing. Like, it doesn't matter all that much, but mine in my head currently, currently has, that. Okay. has sovereignty. Um, so if they are part of a larger nation. Like, I like, I like the idea of determining that as a, what if we just call it a lot, an alliance then I like that, but we
0: won't. And th- then it doesn't ma- really make sense for one to be the capital of all of them though. So maybe the role
2: doesn't make sense. I,
1: oh, I think oh, the role maybe is the, the role. Part.
2: Okay. I see what you mean by
1: maybe yeah. the role determines, which is the most powerful, most established. Okay. I think nation. that works. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just start off. Mine, mine is not, mine is a five. Uh, so I think oh, you're mine's okay, defi- roll too. is definitely isolated. Definitely uh, not an economic powerhouse by any means. Okay. Which kind of, eh, I can work with that. Well, tell us about it, the, the vibes anyways. Okay. So I was on the left side of the map. So links, kingdom of links, near links, that area. Uh, if you follow the upper continent down to where it meets up with the lower continent, there is a little peninsula, a little Panama-esque. Uh, and by peninsula, I mean Isthmus. Yes, I uh, was about
0: to express confusion about that. Okay.
1: Yes. A Panama-like I, peninsula. Don't worry. A Panama-like peninsula. Um, no, it is, an, it is isn't. It an Isthmus. Okay. So, uh, my civilization, I am taking some Wakanda Forever uh, inspiration from it. Though, I do want to get away from the... I don't think we need to include colonization in our world that we are creating. Right. So I want to get away from that. I think we've specifically um, avoided it. Yeah. So I, I am. It is going to be very. What is that country called? Let me look it up real quick. I need two hands for this. I'm going to just start
0: naming countries and then you can tell them Stop me if it's the right one. Uh, <laughs> Afghanistan, Brunei, Um Cambodia. It is not an
1: actual country.
0: Oh, okay. Thank
1: you, Alphabet of Nations, for giving me those uh, those first three. Uh, the, the lost civilization of Telecon is what it is in Wakanda Forever. Oh, okay. um, ah. So, it's the underwater kingdom. It's got some vibes with that. So, besides the whole, like, indigenous people getting destroyed aspect, and they're going right. there. Um, but there is a sense of this civilization was created out of fear, out of wanting to find a place to hide. Because what I am proposing is uh, about half a millennia ago. There was a war in which there were two rival powers on the continent of Super Leagues. Um, one in the south, or one in the down, one in the up. The country in the down waged war on the up section okay. so as to claim some of the Ooh. territory. However, they lost. They lost badly. And the upper kingdom pushed them back hard and with. Great vigor, uh, just mercilessly killing all their soldiers, destroying their towns, and they they would eventually control the whole continent that would become Superlinks and the kingdom of Superlinks. However, there the were kingdom a lot. Yes, on the continent of Superlinks. Yep. A lot of names. Yep. Anyway, this kingdom uh, that initially started the war, there's obviously a lot of families, a lot of people who were against it to start with. Or who are just victims of the war. Or maybe they were soldiers, but just serving their cause. But eventually saw the signs of, okay, I don't want to keep fighting for this. This is a bad cause. We need to flee. So a bunch of refugees, as many as could uh, meet up and gather. They realized they're kind of low on options. There was go up and hope for some mercy, but probably not because the upper kingdom was really pissed off at this point. Go down to the continent of Niederlakes, which at this time was perceived as a very barbarian, uh, paganistic area. Um, And so they were really scared of that. So the next option was, what if there is a secret cavern at this isthmus? (laughs) A secret third thing. (laughs) A secret third thing. Um, And sure enough, they found it. Now, it didn't go that smoothly. They just kind of happened upon it. But what I wanted to explore is a natural phenomena that is occurring on Chevallo, uh, which we've talked about the Thunderdark in the past, which yes. is the, the lightning exhilarating uh, area underneath the surface on the planet. I am proposing there is a cavity that opened up, a, a cavern, where the Thunderdark met the salty ocean moon dust infused water, it had a natural mm. reaction that created a new kind of element, new kind of mineral deposit that eventually is just expanded. Uh, and it kept building and building. And as it grew slowly over time, this took uh, 500 years or so, um, but it expanded and expanded. And eventually it would spread and kind of hollow out in the middle. Oh, I guess this whole phenomena has happened for thousands of years leading up to this point the civilization spent for 500 so they found these underground caverns where whole mineral deposit is just this rich mineral uh lightning infused moon dust infused environment where they could grow uh crops in the deposit they could uh, use the malleable material to shape buildings. And they basically just came down here. Initially, it's just a let's hang low and just hide out the storm sort of thing. But um, the lightning that is coursing through the walls because of the infusion gave them the light they needed. Uh, they were able to bring crops and provide all the resources they needed. So they eventually just stayed down there. And it's just this like big... Underwater grotto that is a combination of the thunderdark magic lightning and moon dust that has been growing for years and years and years, and it expands west and east or left and right of this isthmus. So, um, oh, so, so it kind of
0: goes p- through like the Panama Canal, but underwater un- underneath.
1: Exactly. Cool. 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 So part of this is we were to name the seas that were involved with this. Yeah. So the sea to the left going to be the stratus sea the sea oh, to the beautiful. east is the nimbus sea oh that's fun mm. yeah the, the civilization has come to be known as the altonus civilization with their capital the Cumulos okay. city, city of i love the cloud
0: theme for underwater it's very fun
1: yeah it's kind of the like the lightning uh, yeah. from clouds effect influences what they were going for. Um, but yeah, so that is their civilization. I'll get to my character later. Okay, perfect. Um, should I go? Yeah.
0: Okay, sweet. So that's the left side. That's the kingdom of links. Or it's we probably shouldn't say that it's in those kingdoms, right? Because we're kind of establishing that they are their They're own. They're like
1: their own. Yeah. Yeah 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 exactly. it's independent it is not we known about them out to the...
0: because that's what makes sense to us surface folk but um yes mm-hmm. on the left side of the map though is and maybe maybe underwater they use northeast south east north <laughs> <laughs> south and west
2: <laughs> They that's use starboard
0: establish that Fort at this side point. <laughs> wait is yeah it, it's for aft they nautical, starboard and
2: port. nautical north or they, they don't, could don't they have like different uh like they're like i don't know isn't there something different yeah about but that's all around
0: magnetic poles or whatever and i don't
2: know if that exists here yeah that's true we don't have a spherical planet
0: um but anyway now let's talk about the right side so we've talked a bit this was a kind of already established when we talked about dark city that the tritons were very connected in dark city right there was a lot of interaction between the surface and the underwater and i don't know if we talked about this houston but in cumulus i assume there's not a ton of interaction with the surface.
1: They're like specifically right. hiding from the surface. I was so uh we'll get to that with my character, okay. but the idea I was proposing is people do not know about this country yet. This kingdom. Right. Okay, so totally secret at this point. Cool. Um
0: this what, what I'm gonna call to Turaco is completely the opposite. Um Turaco, it exists solely because you know, a broad collection of, of underwater species, you know, sea elves and tritons and merfolk and, you know, imagine any kind of, uh, underwater dwelling D and D species. Um, they decided we, we would really really benefit from reaching out and making connection with the surface. And so that's where this sort of connection with dark city came. And as a way, like, you know, most of these aquatic races can get up on the surface, right? Um, you know, if you're a Triton, you can get up there. Merfolk, it's a little bit harder, obviously, right? Um, there's some weird, you know, ones. And so they thought, well, why should we have to go to them? We should make a, make it possible for surface folk to come, do business, do all kinds of trade with us down here. And so what they did, and they they kind of lucked out. The reason they chose this location was because they found um, the corpse of an ancient sea monster, um... Picture like a dune oh, right. worm, kind of just like a really long, eh? huge, just an elastic Alaskan bullworm, right? Yeah.
1: Alaskan Take that
0: concept. <laughs> Take that concept and then just imagine what if it had a rib cage going along the entire length of it and now that's uh-huh. all that's left. Okay. Okay. So just a giant rib cage that goes on for the entire left coast of Noctocaristo. Okay. Whoa. Very and big. it is Ooh. It is wrapped along the edge. Um, like when it died, it, it must have felt the instinct to sort of like cl- clutch onto the side of the rocks. So it's actually built onto the side of Noctocaristo and it's massive, right? Huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but most people live at the head, which is just at the base of Dark City. So just under, underwater from Dark City. And there are some like caves that connect to it directly. You can kind of access it by drilling down in the earth and then going across to enter it, or you can take little submarines down to it. So they run the various businesses sort of connecting you that way. And then, you know, you got to take the Gungan bubble style, uh, thing, uh, and just run that all the way along the length of this, uh, worm's body. You mean uh, a bongo? Uh, well, a bongo is the vehicle that they use. I'm just picturing like in just whatever technology or magic is used to make the, those bubbles, I'm just picturing that instead of spherical bubbles, just one long, permanent bubble surrounding this uh, this abandoned rib
1: cage, I'll call it. I like that. This wow. reminds me, there's a book I read called Shadow of the Gods, and it's kind of this Norse mythology-inspired fantasy uh, series, and one of the big mountain ranges in that map is just the earthy deposit that has built up over the oh, skeleton cool. of this huge snake god yeah. that died on the land. So oh, it, it kind of reminded me of that. And I thought that yeah, was that really it's similar. Cool. Visually. Um, and
0: Turaco means rib cage in Esperanto. So it still nice. fits into my Esperanto naming conventions. And I just I love, love that, that <laughs> word, Turaco. <laughs> it just means thorax, basically. Um, so um, that's, yeah, that's my city. And we'll see. Oh, <laughs> I didn't tell you what, I rolled. I cr- I crit failed. So, um, it the intent was it for it to be a booming metropolis that that attracted right. uh surface folk right and left. But it turns out you all just live in a worm. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think what that one is going to represent is that
1: it was just taken over by criminals. So it is like yeah. the CD, uh, the underwater equivalent of Dark City. It is and, the CD um, underbelly of the CD underbelly that is exactly. Dark City.
0: Um, and it is not not going to be the most powerful. It is not going to take over the sea, uh, but uh, it's a. I think it's a an exciting place, right? Probably a cool place to visit. And I'm just imagining a glowing corpse of a giant underwater worm, and I think that's cool, but uh, not a, not a great place to raise a family, probably. Right, especially if you're a surface cool. folk.
2: Um, yeah, makes sense. Wasn't there an Elton John song about that? About <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no, that was that uh, was outer space. Outer space. Yeah, yeah. That was Rocket um, Man
1: but who knows and maybe he's in the works about a giant underwater worm ribcage song but i will say i i like the idea and i
0: I think we should leave it open that you know maybe someday they'll fill up the whole worm but right now it's kind of just the head and it's kind of just this sketchy place yeah and because of this it just occurred to me as i'm noting taking notes on this map is we now have three cities that are just sort of on top of each other we've got bright city then dark city and then turaco which is a fun, fun vibe for a map. Fun vibe. You will have to do like a vertical map when creating. <laughs> yeah, we'll it. do a three D, um, like Hogwarts Legacy style map where you can see yeah. the, the elevations and stuff. But that's my city. But again, we'll do my character when we get
2: around to that. Okay. Um. So it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit difficult for me to separate my character from my city. Okay. But uh. But I won't like give. Uh, okay. I, I I have a specific character but (laughs) well
0: you can just do your city and your character together and then we'll do a serpentine and we'll go backwards to do our character okay
2: i like that i was gonna say i could also do like the city and like kind of describe the 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 individuals that live there what they're like but um because that real quick what is what the city's like
1: what is the name of this giant alaskan bullworm creature that you've created i mean oh like the the name of the living creature yeah
0: um, I didn't name it. I kind of have just thought of it as sort of a Leviathan. Uh, we could give it its, its own um, Shivalowan name. Uh, I, if we want to I, do that I, now, I, we can do it, or we can just hold off on it. Very basically, much. I just oh,
1: wanted to reinvent the use of the word serpentine, like snake draft style, oh, and yeah. make it influenced by this worm. I thought that would be a fun idea.
0: I think it's called mm-hmm. the, a draft snake. Okay. Ooh. Um, it's f- <laughs> famous for, for following behind other snakes to to get an edge on speed it's, it's yeah. called the draft snake okay love it um, and, they, <laughs> and then when people moved into its corpse they called it Turaco I don't know if these still exist in the world um, I kind of picture them as being you know ancient extinct things right. but maybe someday we'll find one okay the legendary draft snake
1: my yeah, favorite new snake. Pokemon
0: yeah cool but you have to spell it backwards it's Ekans Tafara yes Ek and (laughs) Sephard.
2: All right, Jake, now you can go. Okay, so my um, underwater civilization is in the realm of unclaimed territories. Uh, And so... So
0: for reference, for people who aren't looking at a map, unclaimed territories include Suprega up at the upper end of the horseshoe, and then Shirmov, which we've never explored, that's in the very center of the world. Or the center of the map, I shouldn't say the... Not the core of the planet.
2: Um, Yeah, and so the uh my city like actually is very isolated because the majority of the population lives on the north side of upper supraga oh upper upper suprega, above upper suprega. Upper. yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. i'll have to move and, the label for unclaimed territory so i can put this on the map
2: <laughs> there we go so but they also tend to stick kind of close to the coast right? Okay. Um, and they have... Uh, their civilization kind of wraps around like you, if you're looking at Upper Sopraga, which is kind of shaped like a T-bone sort of. Yeah. They do kind of wrap around to the side but they don't go all the way down to like where they would be approaching the interstate. Okay. The interstate. <laughs> so surrounding <laughs> Upper Sopraga, Right. Surrounding Upper Sopraga and, and it does go out into the o- ocean upward a bit um, but there is a reason why they stick to the... Um, why they stick closer to the coast. And that is because when Brian mentioned that like we essentially are just going to be like describing um the people that live here or the individuals or the entities. I think I I think I I invented a race. <laughs> nice. And I think it's my favorite D D race of all time already. Okay, so long ago. <clears throat> Uh, there were you know uh sea creatures and uh they started to realize that it was beneficial if they kind of slithered you know slithered it up and like uh could like take a twig off of a branch or something and use it for whatever twig purposes they might have right and so yeah. twig based evolution these are like evolved um be- like people we refer to them as people um however, okay they
0: probably have to specify these people are referred to as people. The,
2: the reason I'm saying it is because uh it uh, a a close minded person might think of them more akin to an animal, kind of like someone might think of a canku as an animal, but a is not an animal, even though it resembles right, right. a raven yeah. um and so uh oh well, first off uh let me uh what's the name of my ocean again uh Oh, I didn't name my ocean. Um, I think it's just called
0: Turaco, the Turacan Sea. <laughs> Turacan Sea. <laughs> nice. That's what it is. That sounds a little different.
2: The ocean is called the uh, Glacial Sea. Okay, cool. Um, and that is relevant because it is also very cold up there, right? It's okay. extremely cold. So um, the, uh, the group of individuals or the species or the race that, like, uh, developed into a thriving society... Um, they were kind of you know they evolved in that environment harsh cold uh, water and they learned like to be amphibious and so now they can um like go up on the land but they don't go very far into the land because they are more comfortable underwater right and uh the north end of upper supraga is actually like covered with like like glaciers on, on the land, right? Yeah. And people don't even really know this because nobody goes up there, right? Yeah. Um, and so what happens is all these glaciers, uh, like every once in a while, a piece of the glacier will like fall into the sea and it'll like slide down there. Or sometimes they will like go up and like cause it to break down because okay. they use the ice and they also use um, like mud and sticks and stuff that they pull off the land to dive down deep into the glacial sea, um, and construct like actual like dwellings, um, and they are like actually pretty nice. Like they're they're not like you know it's, they're not like beaver dams. Um, they're, okay. they're like uh, you know you might have like so they're made of and a living room in a kitchen of like. mud and
0: twigs and various things that they've found on the surface and glaciers
2: and like ice blocks. Okay. So they refer to them as sea glues. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> they're in the sea and the ice is held together with glue made from mud.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sea glue. Okay. Yeah. So I think All the reason you.
2: I said it's kind of important that, like, to get the full visual and the full vibe of this place, you need to be able to see the, uh, like, envision the people that live there. Um, imagine uh, an individual about the size of a hobbit or a halfling or whatever right right it walks on two feet right sorry he she or they walk on two feet okay (laughs) and uh they uh are covered in kind of like uh a it's almost like a blubber but it's also got like fur as well and then they have kind of short arms but they do have like hands that can grasp things and pull things and this and that um, and they have kind of stubby legs that like, with like webbed feet and everything's that make it really easy to swim, but they can also kind of trudge around up on the shore, right? Okay. Um, and then their head, if you like looked at their head, um they to us, if we were to compare them to something in our world that we would recognize, they sort of look like a duck billed platypus yeah, okay. That checks out with what I was thinking you were gonna say.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I was I was slowly getting there. And similar to the duck billed platypus, they can hold their breath underwater for a long time. However, they don't. They can't breathe underwater. So okay. what they do is they do come to the surface, but they do live at the bottom. And the way that they do that is they they take things down like bit by bit, and they put together their dwellings. And then they also like have sophisticated like ways of pumping water out of those structures to create like uh, a bubble basically underneath so they could swim down into their dwelling and like kind of come up into it and then be inside their house right and they can just and that is kind
0: of how dams work right dams are like a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like you don't need they don't need to pump water out because they're it's just like exposed to air and so the water Mm -hmm. can flow out but like they do go under and up into it i think
2: beaver yeah like beaver's the entrance to a beaver dwelling is like typically underwater. Yeah. And, uh, beavers are are like similar in that sense that they can also hold their breath. For Do you have a name underwater. for this species? Um, Oh crap. That's one thing I didn't really think about. I mean, the easy answer is platypus folk. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like that, but can I, uh, can I like, uh, have a little bit of like freedom to say like, if yeah. by the end of the episode, uh, I think of something else uh that'll get retconned but i like yeah. platypus folk for now
0: well okay. i mean the thing is all of those races kind of are also known as like whatever animal they are folk like tabaxi right. are called cat folk sometime gotcha
1: yeah and i give you an idea referring back to something you said earlier um a specific yes. comment you made about the civilization what about Plata people, because they do Ooh, refer to themselves as people fun. they Plata are people pretty good they are, they people. are people yeah
2: yeah He's a person. I'm going to Google She's platypus folk. I bet
0: someone has, has drawn a picture of this.
2: Yeah. I mean, think of a platypus head on a, uh, you know, sort of a penguin-esque body, but more similar to light, but like more dexterous, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very cool. They have a sophisticated um, language. They have written language. They have, like, technologies that they use down there. Um, and, yeah, it's a thriving society. And it, there's actually, like... A population of somewhere around fifty thousand of these uh, individuals living down there, but most of the world is completely unaware of their existence right cool. they don't they don't venture down much uh, One important thing is uh, they are they're like about their um industry is that because these glaciers will slough off into their sea and then they use that that ice to both build houses and they use it for other purposes as well um, the sea is called um the Glacial Sea, right, What's but the it? city the city itself, underneath um where they then go like the the glaciers hit the bottom and they go and they like mine it essentially um uh in the unclaimed territory, if you go down deep, you will find the slush drained glacier quarries, and that is what they're like, area is called where they live. It, the whole place is called Slush Grained Glacier Territories? Slush Drained Glacier okay. Quarries. It rhymes with unclaimed territory.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I did not get that. Yeah, it had to get the
2: slant rhyme in there somewhere. It's, uh. it's slushiness that drained into the ocean because of glaciers, and they use it like a quarry. And so, yeah. their, main, their main industry is they did discover that they can um, ship ice down to the settlement in Lower Soprega, and that's like the one place that they do have contact with because there's a saloon there where they sell drinks, and those people will buy ice, and they also will sometimes take large shipments and then like sell it to travelers and things like that.
0: Cool. So, so is there is a anomaly. little bit of interaction with the outside world, but not yes. very much.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: cool. it's, just a, and uh... it's also
2: very laid back, chill, like, because it's its actually chill, right? um yeah and yeah relax like yeah (laughs) and i was the last thing i was gonna say about it is like the young the younger folk like the ones that are like cool um they think that slush drained the slush drained glacier quarries is kind of hard to say and hard to like recognize what it rhymes with so they just call it they just call their town the chill zone yeah because it's, it's a zone underwater and it's it's really chilly, but yeah, they're made they're for it. They're the chill zone. So they're chill. They just
1: vibe down Another there. Another perfect brainstorm callback uh, for so context. At that time, it was Jack Johnson.
0: Yeah, it was Jack Johnson and teaching kids how to chill.
1: But now it's oh,
0: platypus people. We're
2: there.
1: Oh, <laughs> no. Yes.
0: <laughs> cool. We won't give any but more we context. There, from... We won't
2: get there. Ne- oh, wait. We were going to do my character, though, and then sneak yeah, back. Go for right? it. Okay. So wrapping up, because I know I'm going long. Um, so my uh, character. Is is a like he's like you know in his thirties, uh, but he's like he's a he's bard. A chill, he's a chill like uh, plata person, and uh, he likes to just kind of like swim around. He likes to like sun out on the on the beach, uh, and you know, and then just like dive down deep and go back into his like uh, into his sea glue and like play his uh, his ice guitar. Um, <laughs> he also invented. Uh, one of the most popular recreational sports in the area um, because he wasn't, like, big on working, but he was like, hey, well, if we, like, find a way to make working cool and fun, then <laughs> it will make everything better. And yeah. so he figured out that you could go up and you could, like, take down a tree and you could carve it into a certain shape. And then when you went out to... Uh, to mine like glaciers that were sloughing off of the the coast. Uh, When they hit the water, they created a large (laughs) wave that you could ride on out into the sea. And then just when you lose momentum, drop off and just chill on down to your chill zone. I feel like this is more chill than real life surfing because with real life
0: surfing, you kind of end up at the beach,
2: right? This one, you're going away from the land. Yeah. You're, you're, and if you go far enough, you end up with the impenetrable storm walls. Right, they never go that far because <laughs> they're like, that, yeah, that's not chill. That's not chill.
0: <laughs>
2: and uh, so my character, uh, yeah, he's just a chill platter person. And a typical day would look like that: wakes up, and he might go out, he might catch a wave from a glacier, and but then you know, he's also like, hey everybody, that was a pretty chill, but now we got to mine this ice so we can sell it, so that we can keep buying uh, moon dust to keep. The lights on in our sea glues, right?
0: And that's the spirit of the chill zone, right there.
2: Right? Yeah. And his, yeah, his name is Quack Frostson. <laughs> there nice. we go. There we have it. As uh, Quack, you know, quack duck platypus, and frost like frost, right. frosty. Yeah, I mean, quack for us, I don't like know Jack if, if
0: <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Jack Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I don't know if duck or duck platypus is quack. They but it do seems not like they would
0: because they have a duck bill.
2: It seems like they so that works. It, yeah, it's a it's a, like a false, it's like a false uh association, but you know. I
0: mean, platypus folk can platyp people can quack, maybe actually.
1: I would say
2: a quack does not is not a chill sound though. Yeah, you no, know they what I don't, mean? They don't quack, but he was just named quack because like his parents because he's a fake doctor
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: now nah, because because that's just a a, a name typical it's just for their a traditional
0: plat of people yeah. name yeah exactly. yeah
2: um yeah i like that and that is uh my my uh place and uh yeah so picture Man, picture quack, like a lot of like a, a lot of buildings them. like and they have like uh they have like a town hall and they have like a rec center and they have like different buildings all over the place because they can swim from building to building uh because they can hold their breath for up to ten minutes and so uh but it's all, right all the So like the generally
0: sea. they I mean they need air they, they need air, air but so, they're
2: able to so they can't just yeah, like cool. stay out in, uh, indefinitely so like their parents are always yeah, like they, hey don't 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 stay out in the street for too long come, <laughs> come, suffocate. come inside or you will die of asphyxiation they and only that's hold their showing. breath
1: for ten minutes what's that they only hold their breath for ten minutes are you saying real platypus? uh whoever what Either platypus, platypi, or platypods, or your people.
2: Which like one, one of these. those? Uh, it, okay, well, it depends. Yeah. It depends. Some can hold their breath longer. I'm actually glad you meant th- mentioned this, because I did look up, for inspiration beforehand, how long can a platypus hold his breath underwater. And it says normally a platypus will hold his breath underwater for around one to two minutes. But <clears throat> if... Uh, undisturbed it can stay underwater for up to 10 minutes so essentially the more chill <laughs> the more thrill well and if you're building a whole
1: society to support this style of life then you can make it work yeah, yeah. so hey, uh, Black i uh, can I'm poking actually, logic like 15 poking minutes. holes in your logic I, i'm not trying to be the the heated baton here I don't want to mess with the chill zone but just saying uh ocean four is probably a little more than 10 minute swim right we don't know that we gotta we don't know did tell you how
2: deep it is there but i'm about to because <laughs> well no actually give me a second that'll be the finale because i need to calculate the speed of a platypus and how deep it could make it in 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> i, I no, mean the, um, you, you can the simple answer is just extend it to 10 hours if, or something if but. you're uh if you're or there's way stations Right. They could do that too. Right. Like Every they... 10 minutes, there's a way station. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, 10 minutes is 10 minutes is a decent time if you're an animal that can swim quickly underwater. Yeah. Think about that. They're fast. We're talking like, it's not I'm, like I'm trying to give underwater. you a live preserver here. I'm
1: just saying, just make their their breath capacity last at least an hour, right? I think an hour makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, if they're not, I'm platypi. Ima- if I'm imagining myself as a platypus, person i would never be chilled out if i knew oh in 10 minutes i could suffocate um, but if i had like an hour
2: you would sure. if you lived in a bungalow down there and you had a guitar and a playstation
1: i don't know if you know my anxiety jake but no <laughs> another <laughs> thing <laughs> that we, we haven't
0: considered not is moon dust we don't know that it's that hard to sw- to breathe in this water
2: right no, no, no. God, God, God. This is these are my platter people, and they can hold their breath for 10 minutes on average. But the more chill, okay. the more breath, because they're consuming less okay. oxygen. And they're, what, what was your dice roll. To, to the detail? And they're not. Oh yeah, what was your dice roll? Oh, uh, my dice roll was a five. Oh no. So, okay. You, and, you and I gotta have, have a roll, roll off. off. Yeah, we're gonna have to have a roll off because I was gonna say uh, we all. Although with these low numbers, low. like. It kind uh, of doesn't matter. matter. Was it? Was the? I role- got a
1: natural twenty on my reroll. Oh man! So I I think what happened is my civilization they were just they're just survivors. They were just trying to get by. Maybe return to surface one day, but you know, just hang out here. It's a pretty good life. And then when they realized that there was a whole civilization that was just these lazy plata people that just coasted on life, just chilled. They're like and. I, we don't want to be like that. We want to be productive. We want to do things like mm. yeah, we can be chill and ambitious. And so they just hopped to it and they made this grand civilization where they are bringing out all the resources. I, I mean, they're still staying hidden for now, but they created basically their version of vibranium down there with this uh, Thunder Moon particles. Okay. Uh, yeah. and, name pending so so essentially yeah. i don't, I can't I don't know the legends guys... of the legends of the Plata people really inspired them to to do better i like that all
2: right i
0: love that i, I hate that you guys uh both rolled fives and i was the worst one
2: well i rolled, <laughs> really I rolled a two on my reroll
0: oh dang man Um
2: but um yeah well
0: i think we're saying that overall the underwater life is not it's not better it's not well, better than where it's wetter, is what I'm saying. Unless you are taking
1: Jake and I's new roles as canon. So if so if uh, well, um oh, you're saying because
0: of because you are re-rolling, it's not just a tie break, it's your new role. It's my new I role.
1: That. I, I, wait a minute, wait a it minute. Kind of fits with my vibe. Wait a minute. Is Rich Mineral. That's
2: very very valuable. I think basically I, vibranium. I think I might be hazy here on like what are we exactly defining with the role? Okay. When? Good question. Because so the
0: the competition role was just which one of our societies is most prosperous. But then we were going to oh, talk okay. about the average of our roles was going to represent, like in general, like how is how is underwater s- society doing um, as a whole? Okay. Houston is proposing that the re rolls because of your tie become your new roles rather than just being a tie break. Um,
1: I, I'm just that. saying it, it's in our benefit because like. It would be really sad if we just created these rich tapestries of water-based civilizations, and then turns out they're uh, they're just shitty, and no one wants to live there, and then we forget <laughs> well, about them. Jake's roll went down, so it's not helping that much, but right. it will help.
0: But so I gave us average... an
1: automatic success. My oh, people right. are putting okay. both your people on our shoulders. They are reaching out underwater, uh, I giving you far. the the thunder moon dust particles you need. Uh, maybe giving okay. some like welfare to the Plata people because they need it. Okay, giving slow down, your slow uh down. the Alaskan the dra- draft snake people, their, like stimulus package to get over the crime rate, uh, or like to take out the mob sort of situation. We're helping. We're helping for
2: sure. So I like I, li- I, I, I like what Houston's going with here. The picture that he's painting that he they are the most uh, industrious. They have the highest GDP. They sell the most things, they're, they keep the most busy, they do the most work, they look down upon the platter people because they think that they're lazy for chilling. And so essentially, like, my civilization is a civilization that's based on uh, enjoying the moment, uh, chilling out, loving your friends and family, catching a wave, selling some ice cubes because, you know, we don't need much. We're just happy to play our ice guitars and, uh, you know, and swim around from bungalow to bungalow and, and just be chill. Uh, whereas Houston civilization is kind of like a capitalist hellscape,
1: uh, not a, not a capitalist <laughs> hellscape, just like th- the the real American
2: dream. Uh, the it, the real American dream sense. In, the sense, in the sense that okay, no yeah, I, I see what you're going with here. But I'm, oh, I'm you just, might depict put, it in a forth, watercolor painting. All I'm putting forth is that like yes, like your civilization, like you won the role, like your civilization is the most prosperous in the in the sense that it's growing it's thriving it's it's evolving it's doing really well as a society but you know uh in terms of like quality of life thriving (laughs) is in the eye of the beholder
1: i i I think this tells a lot about me and my kind of neuroticism probably but the idea (laughs) of doing nothing stresses me out that I i cannot be chill by just chilling
0: who that, the whole who, idea of chilling is that once you get your work done, you can chill. Right. You get your work it's done. Not,
2: it's not being lazy. They're, they're, a, they're an industrious of people. And they, act, they've like, they supply ice to the Lower Suprega. But at the same time, I don't know uh, where this is coming from of doing nothing. Because let's be clear. Brian and, us, Brian and I, uh, we, we made this clear a long time ago. Chilling is not doing nothing. Chilling is the thing that you are doing. You're actively chilling. And that could be yeah. taking yeah. a nap. That's pretty chill, sure. And that's pretty like you know, sedentary. That wasn't but, the best example. No, no, no. no exactly. Kind of I, I'm giving thing. you a spe- I'm giving you the like the two <laughs> ends of the, of the spectrum, right? But yeah. catching a fifty foot wave and riding it a, a hundred not meters nothing. out into the ocean and then doing a triple backflip off of it and then diving down and then landing in the middle of uh, of uh old I... Granny Platypus's uh, house, like that's pretty chill.
1: Maybe we need to expand the definition of chill because, in my mind, all it is is doing nothing, sleeping, being lazy, or no. surfing.
2: That's not and the chill we're talking I, about. I, Houston, I don't like either of those. I feel Houston. I feel like, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to distract from the fact that we are uh, currently recording a podcast about world building. But Houston, are you like anti-chill? <laughs> uh, all I know, Jack Johnson is. Here's the thing. I played
1: all the Jack Johnson guitar songs for our Jack Johnson Chill Zone episode when we did it for Perfect Brainstorm. So true. I, I think I got a good sense of chill, but I think we have
2: different mentalities of what chill means, right? But 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 you're saying okay, it's bad. Here's thing. what it is. Sorry, this is an interesting philosophical discussion, but we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's here's our compromise. Um, we're all uh, we're
0: we're going to take the average, okay? Like we like we normally do. Sure. Um. Out of uh twenty two and one now. If we're using new roles, we got to use the two as well. So twenty three divided by three is seven point seven. We're still not doing great. I think we have to say that in general, we're all emerging countries. Right.
2: Right. 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 Like cool. it's, we're not determining quality of life and happiness. We're no. no, no. Just, we're determining this like, is how much has it developed into something similar to Scarlet Spires. You know what I mean? And it, it makes sense to yeah. me that, like, these places we've described, they are smaller. They are, like, not as, like, people don't know about them as well. And so, yes, like, they're not as prosperous in terms of, like, the power they wield on, in Shivalo, obviously. But um, yeah. but that doesn't mean the people living there are, like, having an awful time and it's, like, a miserable place. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're just, like...
0: Except for maybe Turaco.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe.
1: Because <laughs> it is a a crime ridden uh worm corpse. Correct. If we are emerging states, can I use that as a segue, Brian, to skip you in the draft snake um, and tell sure. you about my character? Okay. Um, so yeah, my character. So my civilization is surface folk who have come down into this right. broad neck area. Ask about that. Um. So my character, her name is Jordan Tain. Uh. She is an eladrin elf. Uh, She is a spirit guardian barbarian. Fun. She is, by trait, an archaeologist. Because, you know, we have archaeologists who go and they dig up uh, ancient civilizations and do research for, like, things that are underground, generally. What if the underground is trying to learn about what's above them? Go digging and exploring for them. So Jordan Tane is an archaeologist trying to get back to the surface level from where her ancestors came from. Um, She's all about heritage. Uh, She wants to discover it. Uh, So she she's been exploring. She eventually gets to the Isthmus uh, where uh, her people eventually landed and she made this little like egress window which is a callback to off-air discussion about Brian's plans to develop an egress window his front porch. Um, And she's able to make it to the surface. Um, And It took her a second because bright lights, everything's not just a weird shade of blue and uh, green everywhere. But, you know, she liked it. Um, And she decided, you know what? What if I tell our people that uh, I made contact? We reach out to the people here. But bygones be bygones from the past. They probably don't even remember our civilization. Um, And so I think she is leading the front of... Uh, developing economic trade with the surface level. Um, cool. So she's so we doing have that a new sort of surface connection now, too. Yeah, uh, I cool. think there's two places where the civilization connects. One is at the isthmus between Superlinks and Links, and the other is in the Indigo Isles, which we established in our cool. bonus episode number uh, episode two of this season.
0: Yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, so that is uh Cumulus. Okay, sweet. and then I'll do mine. I, I specifically made my character fairly boring because I wanted him to represent sort of, you know, everyday, everyday life. So uh, his name is Leviathaniel.
1: such <laughs> Levi. a boring everyday name.
0: <laughs> yeah, Leviathaniel. It's a really common name in Tarcco. And he is a half high elf, half sea elf, and he is a submarine driver. He just he just drives the shuttle basically uh, between the the mouth of the tura- of Turaco, and Dark City and he just kind of kind of runs people on their daily commute between the two areas um, And uh, it's pretty funny. Looks like John Krasinski in the office. Okay, he's just sort of a Jim Love helper. I like he, that a he drives a submarine yeah. Love it. Um, Great. So yeah, just sort of a chill sort of a chill wrap-up to a, a somewhat heated episode um, but I think I think really the philosophy we should all go off on is the uh, The idea that a rising tide raises all ships and submarines and aquatic
1: God creatures. See, here's the thing. My chill is fun and passion and invigoration, and that so is for that me is chilling. But that this is what saying that's wrong. Did you uh, hear me describe uh, surfing? But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not a fan of surfing personally. I I think it's overrated. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like my energy does not coexist you just surfed with the right wave up there in Minnesota. Right? I, I just don't like how you're stereotyping chilling. Because it feels like
2: it's excluding me. I don't like that. That's well, not chill. Mm, I feel like we'll that, we'll explain this, it to you off air. Yeah, I feel like this is uh, like something we should discuss off air, or and if we can't, maybe like with a therapist or something. Because Houston, I want you. To, it I want you to where you are. Ch- I want you to enjoy chilling. If, if this is chilling, having
1: debates, <laughs> we're chilling right now. We are chilling yeah. right now. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. then I, uh, It doesn't think
0: we matter if you are in a boat or
2: in a car. Everybody, everybody in the world, world to likes to chill. chill doesn't matter where you are in <laughs> a sea glue or on shore everybody <laughs> hey that works in i think th- this
1: tells a lot about me but my happy place in life when i feel like most alive and most like uh, like self actualized is when i'm playing deception games like blood on the clock tower or uh i mean and that's chilling a, werewolf or yeah that's my chilling is arguing, debating. So right. If you can let me you're, do that, even if you're Justin, just sitting we're around not doing nothing, stopping you from doing that, you and just didn't great. understand
0: what the chill zone is, and that's okay. Okay, I'll accept that. All right, that's it. Check out our Instagram at Questipedia Pod. This was Questipedia. Thanks for joining us. That was up and bye.